Hello, Senior Church. See, it's not the correct response. <laughs> You're supposed to say hello back. Gracias. Th- that's no. You're not thanking me for anything. Senor. Okay. Uno. Yep. Dos. Okay, dokie. <laughs> Any more? You just know two. <laughs> I know whatever they go, uh, however far they go into that offspring song, that's... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spanish numbering aside, how you been keeping up on your writing goal that we made last week that technically doesn't start till the new year? I know it's the new year as of this being released, but technically it's only Thursday the 30th, December 30th, 2021, as of recording. So uh, I started early. My uh, New Year's resolution, I think we talked about on air, was five out of seven days of writing. Yes. And trying to read for a solid hour every day. So far this week, I've accomplished everything. I missed one day of writing, but if I write tomorrow, I hit my days. Yeah. I wrote today, so I'm good. Uh, I'll I'll get tomorrow, and then I'll be fine. I'll get my five. Hopefully Saturday, too. Then I'll just get six out of seven days, which is pretty good, in my opinion. And the hour writing thing. I've been pretty solid with it, though there's a few days there where it might not it might have been like forty five minutes, but then I also read like a half hour here, yeah, twenty minutes on my lunch, like it, it broke up. But I still be getting at least an hour writing uh hour of reading every day. I just need to uh you know, that getting that solid straight hour. It's a little tough just because of things you're you know you're doing throughout the day. Uh, I've been trying to do it at night, but that's when I'm most sleepy. Yeah, it's so sleepy, and tired. I don't want to do it. Especially when I'm reading like The Hobbit, or not The Hobbit, uh, The Lord of the Rings. I get to a couple boring bits, and I'm just like, okay, I'm so sleepy. <laughs> I did get to an exciting part last night. So what, I, had... I imagine reading about them walking everywhere would yeah. have like the same effect of like counting sheep. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Just yeah, it gets a little rough. So what about you, sir? I don't know if you're actually going to follow the same. You agreed, but I didn't know yeah. if you're actually going to try the same goal as me after you texted me yesterday of the recording of this episode asking me that day I did I only got like a hundred or so words in there um but uh that's a hundred words you wouldn't have gotten that, if you didn't write it all though that that is that is also true I've been more just uh this week been using to try to uh get caught up more on the reading right because I already had an abundance of graphic novels and trades build up and I got another like shit ton for Christmas so I was like I need to try to get some of these out of here It's a real good way quick. to end the year though just yeah. you know plow through all that stuff and then start the year fresh yeah so, or as fresh as you could be you know, right for yeah. us as we, fresh as a uh, 20 22 can be it's not gonna be very fresh no. it hasn't even snowed really it's just been raining in 50 60 degrees every day in pennsylvania our part of pennsylvania so that's it's not in- a good sign for the times to come interesting end of days maybe maybe it'll stretch on for years i don't know so i'm actually pretty excited because the writing's been getting a lot easier as i've uh managed to do it uh it's it's weird because normally i'm one of those people who as we watch the Malter, Walter Mosley master class, you know, some of those, uh, he says, write every day. And then all the other ones I watched, it was always write every day. And I'm more, I've been more of a, well, I'm in the mood right now. I'll write for five hours, but yeah. then I won't write for two and a half weeks or something stupid. Or I'll like struggle to get any quality writing in. Or I'm writing a novel, but you know what, maybe I'll just like write a quick essay or short story or something that I end up bailing on because I'm not that interested in it. No, I've just been focusing on my novel and actually writing. 
and now it's going good. Like once you get into a little bit of a rhythm, I'm hoping if I keep it up by next week, uh, I'm, what I'm really hoping is I just won't want to take any days off and I'll just do seven out of seven days. But one step at a time, as they well, say. Well, also too, I don't. Um, well, maybe now in, in the process of like where we're at is uh, the seven out of seven. You want to maybe be careful because you don't want to burn yourself out too much. Yeah. But no, that's not saying like oh, you did five days and you get like oh, the urge to write doesn't mean oh, you shouldn't write. Like if you got it, do it. But uh, you just might want to be careful, you know down the line to make sure that you do give yourself well you know, what we some were breaks. saying in the last episode was writing's not always just prose you know yeah. it could just be notes it could if you vary it and you're not just strictly just writing prose and writing your story if you come up with ideas or character ideas or you know just random quotes that come to you throughout the day things like that that's still writing yeah. and it's not as daunting and you can still mark that at least i would mark that as my daily writing uh, like Chuck Palahniuk said, when he's actually writing the novel, that's not really the writing part for him. The writing part is everything before all the notes and, you know, interviewing people and everything he does to get the ideas for the book. That's what he considers writing. The final product of him just sitting to the, you know, at the computer, he just considers that just putting everything together. Uh, I like that idea because it makes me feel less like a loser <laughs> when I have a fucking my note feature on my phone is full of shit. And then I haven't written for two days, and I'm like, oh, I haven't done anything. I'm like, actually, I did a lot of shit. I have paragraphs here of different parts of the story. I just need to actually, like a puzzle, fit them into the story. So don't get down on yourself, folks, if you're not technically writing every day. But as long as you're, even if you're just kind of daydreaming a lot and you're still coming up with the ideas, I would recommend uh, writing those down or recording them in some fashion, though. Hopes for 2022. Looking up, looking down, looking which way for you, Spencer? For me? Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. I'm actually excited to go into this new year because God, Lord knows, the last year was bleh. poopy to poopy to poop shits. So nothing. You're just not excited. Even, uh, even kilter. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those uh, prepared to be disappointed, and when you're not, it's extra great. <laughs> and then keep your expectations low. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, the days of our lives just roll over into the next. And the mundane aspects of the work that you have to do and everything just drags you down and it's just a malaise you're living through, especially in the wintertime. That's, that is hard to overcome. Is it winter? It's supposed to be. It doesn't feel like it, but it's supposed to be. It felt more like winter when it wasn't winter. You know, I always wanted to write, uh, or what I at least, I don't know if I wonder write it, but what I thought would be like a cool, I guess would be kind of sci-fi story or, or something, but it's like... Um, Somehow the um, the weathers on the coast changed and and like even and even from like the north to the south so like you know like California is getting like a whole bunch of snow and like shitty and we you just know, get wi- sunshine yeah, and rainbows yeah and stuff like that no and rain that be how do you have rain, rainbows without rain that's a stupid thing to say but I get what you're saying I, I like that I just flip it yeah let's flip it let's flip the whole earth the equator just flip it we'll yeah. be tropical they could be shit town yeah yeah, yeah. I like it yeah I like it. And just like I don't know, maybe just be like a short story, and just, but just to see like how people interact and how that changes things mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like when uh, what was it? They had the big heat wave this summer in England, and people were like dropping dead, and they were freaking out, and it was awful. But then us stupid Americans found out it was only eighty six <laughs> degrees or something, yeah. and we're like, "What? That's <laughs> a heat wave for you?" Like especially us, like yeah. here or other places that get you know way past a hundred. 
but they're, you know, England's not built mm. for that. They're built, like their houses don't have air conditioning and they're built for freezing cold winters. Yeah. So obviously if they had a heat wave, they're not escaping it. Um, so I felt kind of bad for him, but it's like, oh man, 80s. Like that'd be nice for us. Like, yeah. yeah. It's nice and cool out today. Let's right. go play some basketball. But anyway, you can sweat but not die. <laughs> Except if you're over there, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, over there. I feel like if you're English too, like everything's just gets you a little easier. I don't know why. I just feel like, and they're like very polite about it. It's like, I'm going to go lay down and die now. It, it, it does seem like they have like a weak constitution sometimes. I was going to say that, but I don't. I think it's just the food. It's, it's it, not giving them the right amount oh, of nutrients. Oh, 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 we're just thinking about French. French? French. That's a new one. French. I've never heard of French. <laughs> Is that next to Germania? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like Germania, too. They're neighbors. <laughs> um, we need to get into this episode. instead. We have a lot of UK listeners. Dude, I don't want to get into this episode. Let's continue I know. I know. This. That's why you're procrastinating. Spencer does not like the topic we're going to discuss, and I'm going to make him very angry. But I do want to say, because we have a lot of UK listeners, we do not think you have weak constitutions. I've never been to England, any part, so I don't know what the weather's like, but I know you have old buildings that are very well insulated for the winter, so... It's 86 degrees out, and it might have been warmer. It's just what I was hearing. I'm not. What am I apologizing? We're Americans. We're, we don't apologize. Yeah. We just we double down on our stupid beliefs, and we fucking try to make other people believe it. That's what we do. Yeah. 86 is weak. Weak. <laughs> oh blimey, it's hot. Now I will say the Australians are really fucking with them though about it. Oh, the Australians. Oh, make, oh yeah, yeah. They, they, they they make us look like the pussies. Oh right. <laughs> so all the listeners in Australia. uh yeah, I'm, I know 86 to you guys. You know what? They probably don't even, we say 86, they're like, oh my God, it must be a million degrees because they don't, they're Celsius or whatever. Yeah. We're not Celsius. They say it's 100 degrees Celsius. I'm like, oh my God, is that hot? Or... <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. It's a weird scale. So we will be back after one of the last times this intro music will be used. We got a couple more, but pretty soon we're going to pick new intro music and I hope it's good. I keep saying, like, we're going to pick it, but I feel like we're going to be like, I don't like any of this. We're going to keep this. But we need better music, Spencer. I hired a band. We should just, like, update it somehow. Just add, like, an extra bass riff. Yeah. A meaty bass riff. Just bleh, slap, slap, slap. This is the Drug and Pen Writing Podcast. Thank you for listening. I I would like us to have stereotypical Japanese girls in the background just go hee 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 when we do stuff. Why are you shaking your head? You poo-poo every idea I have. We're going to have enough trouble with this episode. Yeah, the title is going to be something along the lines of Is Stephen King Cancelled? So people that probably get outraged by that stuff or feel he should be canceled or going to listen to this episode. And so now we're canceled because of the racist things you make me say on here. Probably. I'm your host, Caleb James. And with me today, Spencer, the Newark Noir... Mm, that's not a good one, is it? You know what? Fuck it. Spencer, the Newark Noir... How do you say that? What Narwar? What are those fucking fat gelatinous sea creatures with the horn? Does that even start with an end? Noir, uh, Noirwar. I'm thinking like walruses. No, not walruses. They got the tusk. Yeah. No, it's got the. They used to think they were mermaids, but they're very fat. Oh. Uh. Noirwar. <laughs> I keep thinking of Nardwar, the Canadian journalist. That's not him. It's not Nardwar. 
New art? Fuck, that's gonna bother me. Until then, you could be the Paris Pussy Pounder. Ch- Ooh, that's too harsh. Mm. Too harsh. Um, name a city. Or <laughs> name a country. Name a country. You can name uh, one country, not a continent. Don't say Africa. Uh, no. So I'm gonna think about now. War. I don't even know how to. Sp- oh, I can't even. People are listening. And uh, especially the marine biologists we have, and they're very mad. Well, big with the marine biologists. It just comes up Nardwar, the human serviette. That's the journalist guy. Fuck, why do you know it? Norwal. Norwal? Norwal is it? Newark, Norwal. I I don't know. I didn't look it up. I think it's a Norwal. That's stupid. I don't like that. Uh, But since I brought up walrus, you could be, we got to name a W fucking country. Man, the blank stare of doom. You just—I see the wheels like just grinding <laughs> to a halt there. Wow, this is a good way to start this episode. Crying out loud! So you could be, because we keep doing this stupid, dumb thing that we do. You could be the—is uh, all this stain? Probably. I don't feel like editing things anymore. The uh, until the hundredth episode when we get professional, I don't have to worry about it so much. You know what? Because you're fucking giving me one. You could be Spencer, the Anchorage Aneurysm Church. Yeah. Give me an aneurysm right now. Nice. I like it. Also, I don't think I pronounced that quite properly. Had to add a little bit of a hick inflection to it. Also, when I listen to the podcast, some of our pronunciation of things, not like hard words, like normal speaking words, like because and things like oh, that. It sounds so fucking my, I'm bad. It's because of the area we grew up in. And we're, like, we think, oh, we're not too bad. We don't have that stupid Pittsburgh Yinzer accent. Mm. But you know what? We're close. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have some kind of weird fucking West Virginia hick southern shit thrown in i had somebody this was this was a couple years ago it was like when a new person came into work they're like oh where are you from i was like here in this town where we live in you sound like you're like from like new york or something i was like new york what what part of new york man i know maybe they caught me in like a a cursing like like you know snap (laughs) fucking cursing out everybody uh, did you say forget about it? <laughs> forget about it. I don't even think they say that up there anymore. I feel like that's such a stereotype that even like the, where is this article? Oh my God. I, how many times do I got to click on this stupid article, Spencer? A lot. All right. So the topic of the episode is Stephen King canceled. This is probably not even going to be a relevant story by the time this episode drops. Cause, because... Not cuz. I always say cuz. And you always say cuz. And we sound dumb. Because someone wrote a hit piece on Stephen King. You read it. I sent it to you. I made you read it. Mm. I assume you read it. You said you did. That doesn't mean you did. (sighs) Before we get into that, the topic of the piece, which was by Meg Ellison, and she is... Uh, I never heard of her, but I think I'll go to her biography at the end of this. Because when I looked on her Twitter page, it seems like she's doing pretty well for herself as a writer. And I did think the article was well written. I just, uh, you know what? I want to read her biography. We'll get into that, too. Meg Ellison is a science fiction author and feminist essayist. Her debut, The Book of the Unnamed Midwife, won the 2014 Philip K. Dick Award. She is a Hugo Nebula, Sturgeon, and Otherwise Awards finalist. In 2020, you know, she just says she posts a bunch of collections and stories and stuff. Uh, so very accomplished in her own right. And like I said, I thought this article was very well written. I wanted you to read this because you're the Stephen King fanatic here, not I. I've read some of his work, but you've read much more. So... Her gripe is, because I'm not going to go into the actual article here, is that Stephen King, to be polite, is fat phobic. But from what she was saying, and she pointed out a lot of examples, very hardcore anti-fat 
sentiments in his stories. He always, the fat person's always really disgusting, a bad person, weak, like all this stuff. Uh, your typical fat stereotypes, of course, and just a lot of harsh things. I was reading the Twitter thread, too, because she posted that on Twitter is where I found it. And a lot of people were uh, throwing in some like, oh, racist and, you know, just the typical that kind of stuff. Uh, but the main one was like the, the fat phobia. I wanted your opinion on it because having read this article and reading her all the examples she posted, you would be more familiar. So what do you think? Like, do you think he's fat phobic or do you think these were just instances of character development, maybe in a not so sensitive way, I guess you could say? How many times do we have to bring up everything that our author puts in their book they do not believe or think is 100% true or accurate? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Just because he describes the weird fatness of somebody doesn't mean he's going around and, like, throwing water balloons at fat people. Like, <laughs> tell them to j- telling them to jog. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And also, you gotta when you look into the article, the article, and all the stories that she pulls from are from like the late seventies, early eighties. Which she even points out that that was a problematic era yeah. in the article for most writers, just because of the way the world was. Yeah. Or just the people don't look yeah. upon the same things and stuff yeah. like that. And I do want to say, she is a big Stephen King fan, apparently. She has Stephen King tattoo and read mm-hmm. a lot of his work. But she is a big lady herself. Yes. Herself which, that was... Called w- Fat Lady, I think she said in the very first paragraph there. Which, that was one thing that I did enjoy. Because if I would have read this whole thing and I would have went down... And I saw that the biopic was just like some skinny lady. You would have been like, that would have that pissed me off. Like, Well, I will say when I read, because it was uh, Stephen King was just trending, which he does often. And I click on it. And it's usually like, you know, new book coming yeah. out or some dumb shit. But every once in a while, it's like if somebody's trying to cancel him. So when I saw this, I will admit my very first reaction was just to get annoyed. Yeah. I was just like, are you fucking kidding? Another one of these things. And then I was because especially when I read the headline, um. It was like her tweet was like something about Stephen King fat shaming. We need to talk about it or his problem with fat people. We need to talk about like one of those things where it's just like, okay, we need to get into this. It's like, do we really? Is it that big of a deal? So that made me mad. And I actually did not. I sent the article to Ashley at first and you and I only started to read it. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to get mad today. I didn't read it. But then today I was thinking about it and I was like, I should give it a chance. Should at least read the article to see if it's a fair because I don't like to just judge someone that says something that I might not agree with on a surface level because unless you read that person or talk to that person and know their actual opinion, you can't say for a fact that you might you know not end up agreeing with them. So with the examples she pointed out, I could see why, like especially if someone was a heavier person and reading his work might feel offended or be like, why don't you know? Why do people that look like me always have to be in a negative light in his work? Like, I get that. But what she didn't do in her article, she didn't post the examples he does of skinny people or yeah. of any other people. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, he, he has, like, super racist yeah. people. Because I've read stories of his where the skinny person is a fucking malicious dickhead yeah. or something like that. So it's not just, like, the fat people that, uh, you know, he has a negative view on. Again, like you said... Why is that actually his views or is it just he's just a writer and that's what well, he's doing? You know, like if you're trying to put something like that across, like you like people already have this almost built image in their mind. Yeah. And 
okay, maybe should you maybe be a little bit cl- uh, clever or maybe try to come up with something you different? You could say it's lazy writing maybe. to a degree. But also, and then she also brings this up in the article, it's like how gluttony and greed and things are always kind of... So if you have like a character that's super greedy and glutton, like, you know what I yeah. mean? It kind of makes sense if they're going to be overweight because it kind of falls in with the personality yeah. and characteristics. Now, that person could be a good person or they could be a bad person. Yeah. You know, it just, I don't... Well, I don't... one of the things that she pointed out was in his... And again, I haven't read... And I don't think I've really read any of the stories where it was about these, like, fat examples she used because she used... Because I haven't read it. That was, like, a main one. But it's always the fatness is something to overcome. So if they are a good person... They have to lose weight to be revealed as a good yeah. person. So like Ben and it, when he grows up and he's, you know, he slims down and stuff, that's when he's worthy of affection. And then I think she also points out that it seems that's only the character arc for uh, character arc for the men. Because I think she did. Say, well, she's a feminist, so she probably reads more into like what the women's issues would be versus but, us. So she was pointing out that the women in the stories get a raw shake when it comes to that. Like they don't get yeah. the character arc of getting skinnier. They just get to be fat, gross and mean. In general, yes, but one thing, um, and you'll find as you start to read more Stephen King, he does a surprisingly well job of, like, writing, like, good, strong women characters. Yeah, I've noticed that. So, like, it's not like he's anti-women or anything like that. And, like, I just think it's, like, one, like, this is a little more humorous note, but in his writing book, didn't he talk about? I was the... just gonna bring that up. So, like, he if you might look at have it, some bias. Like... If you look at it from a psychological <laughs> perspective, he tells you in on writing, he tells a story of a babysitter he had who was overweight, and she sat on his face and farted in his face. Yeah, that's very traumatic, especially <laughs> so, for a youngster. So, I could, and if you looked at that from a modern lens, you could even say that's sexual assault or something mm-hmm. because, like, you're putting your fucking ass in someone's face. So, if the, if he did have a bias, I could see where it stems mm-hmm. from, honestly. And then, like, she ends the article talking about, like, his writing career and his views are so widely accepted because that's what we've always accepted is the views of kind of, like, you know, either in shape or skinnier white males. And I guess that, yeah, I could say that's true to her, uh, you know, a point, too. But, like, the world is changing, and I can see how those kind of views are shunned now and people might not want to read about that stuff because you, you know, if you're a bigger person, you'd want to read maybe about uh, stronger. And she gives a lot of examples of, of authors who are writing characters who are overweight, but they're the hero or they're doing this but, or that. But see like that's, I, maybe that's just me because, you know, with us being like, you know, white males and stuff like that. I don't want to read a story just because it's whatever it is, but it's a, it's a fat person. Yeah. Or it's a black person or it's a gay person or it's no, I want to read it because the story is good and hopefully it has a variety of awesome, terrible, great characters that are all, all the colors of the yeah. rainbow. Now, again, like I said, that's because we have so much stuff in our, that looks like us that we can, you know, that yeah. we can watch and see and read. But also like, I was I was pretty fat when I was a kid. And then, you know, I started doing sports and like working out and like I started losing weight. You know the the like the the, the example she gave of whenever um the kid from it was running and the juggling and like the, yeah. the like 
those were kind of accurate. Those were like, you know what I mean? It's, and it's not, I don't feel like those were to put him down, but it was more of feeling how this character feels. Like, you know what I mean? Well, what Inside would, of his own body. What would you think it would have turned out like if he didn't have one of the kids as a overweight kid and that wasn't that kid's struggle and that kid didn't have problems with that and wasn't bullied for that then what exactly what do you do in that particular story in that time period because whether people like to admit it or not kids are bullied because they're overweight yeah and i mean and you want to talk about like giving you somebody to you know like yourself to look at like what else is more like recognizable as the the heavy set kid that's always getting picked on, right? You know what I mean. Like, so I'm sure throughout the years, there's been countless heavy set kids that saw that and was just like, "Oh well, you know, it it, it kind of worked out for him. It worked out for me." And you know what? I might die on this hill. You might have to counsel me on this hill. You need to get in shape. It's not okay to be morbidly obese. It's not for your own sake. I mean, yeah. If you're morbidly obese, like, just, I mean, the science is there. Because I think she even, because isn't at the end or something, didn't she bring up something about, like, not being at, being more at risk because of, like, heart attack or something? Well, you know? she, uh, she, there were sources. I didn't click on those, so I can't say on that. But uh can't speak on that. But she did have some kind of sources that I think what you're talking about. It, yeah, like, the body positive movement, I'm fine with. But the body acceptance movement when it comes to just being unhealthy and yeah. that's fine. I that's where I would personally draw the line because if I start getting, you know, because I my weight fluctuates all the time. If I start gaining too much weight, I personally feel worse. Yeah. Like I, you know, I have trouble breathing going up the stairs, my body hurts more. It's just I don't think that's, you know, I think your quality of life, your physical quality of life is probably better if you weigh less. That's just like because the more well, weight you have on your body, the more you have to carry around, it's going to cause problems. And there are people, there are big, like, look at, like, NFL linemen. Yeah. That are huge, but run right faster than I'll ever run. Yeah. And so those, those you know, those rare freaks, you know, you know, out there. And, like, and I'm saying this as somebody who's not even, you know, like you, that's, like, in a good, like, you know, workout shape. Like, no. I look like I'm good, like, three, four months pregnant. Like, you know, <laughs> I got a little beach ball going on and stuff. Like, so, you know, glass houses and stones and all that yeah. stuff. I think you should look at it more as, like, a, oh, this character, he improved himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what he, like, I, I think that was, if I had to Especially in say, the time period. Yeah. Like, it, there was no fat acceptance movement when he wrote it. Yeah. So back then... Like the idea of improving yourself, one easy way to write about that is somebody getting in shape. That's like yeah. always been the prototype: is quit drinking, quit drugs, get in shape. Those yeah. are always the like the main things people do in fiction to you know better themselves because yeah. those are the things you can personally control, like getting better job, getting a house, getting along with your parents. Like some of that stuff is out of your control, but like those three things are always in your control. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of writers utilize that in the writing, and nowadays. I'm not even going to go into that. I want to go into, because I don't want this episode to be too long. Like, one of her main problems, which I do agree with, is the idea that if you're writing about somebody being fat, that they just have to be automatically, like, so disgusting, lazy, weak. That's not true. Like you said with the linemen. Some people, their metabolism just sucks. Some yeah. people do have medical issues that make them heavier. Or some people are just big. Yeah. Like, Brock Lesnar. He's a big dude. He could, could easily never be really fat. Be 
Oh, he could he could never be skinny. No. Like I just just not in his genes. Like I don't think he could be skinny. But you could just see if he was one of those guys that if he didn't work out and all he did was eat, he would probably be very big yeah. and fat. Like that's just because that's his genetic clearly, but he's also a gorilla. Like he's just huge because he works out and takes roids and all that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, cuz like the one example was um is it Eddie? No, it wasn't Eddie. Was it? Was he the one with asthma in it? Uh, yeah. Well, he thought he had asthma, but his mom. Well, the point is, his mom in the story, she is very overbearing, controls his life, makes him think he has asthma, pretty much like Munchausen syndrome. But the one thing that Stephen King really focused on was that she was a big fat lady, and if she was disgusting and a slob and all this stuff. I like I said, I haven't read it, but even just from watching the movie, I always kind of took that as. The mom, because she doesn't have control of herself and her life, that's why she's so controlling of her son and wants to control his life. I never really thought of it as just her being fat, just like him shaming her to be fat. But I do like agree, maybe not write a character that one other thing is, well, I want this character to be a disgusting human being, so they have to be fat as yeah. well. Like, I get that. Uh, but at the same time... Uh, I've seen Stephen King have skinny characters that were also disgusting and uh, not just physically, you know, because um, that's the main thing that goes along with this is, yeah, they're fat, you know, disgusting because they're fat physically, but also because they're bad humans. Uh, and that's the correlation she was making is why did why do you have to be a bad person just because you're fat? Uh, but he also writes skinny people, like all kinds of people who are bad people and it has nothing to do with their physical appearance necessarily. Uh, that's just, again, another writer tool is it's easy to show somebody uh, is a bad person by the because whether you want to admit it or not, we are surface level people yeah. as you know, society like we judge people on their looks. So you see somebody that's fat, like really, really big. You, the first thing you think is, oh, what the fuck? They must eat a lot or they I mean, don't. I mean, like, Jabba the Hutt would have lost all, like, impact if he was just like this little. Yeah, he's like a big worm monster. You can't call Jabba the Hutt. His name, though, yeah. it's, uh, hurt many of fat people over time. <laughs> oh, and that's kind of like another thing. Like, I feel like if, you know, if you're having an overweight person and if you see that kind of stuff in your media, and especially when it's not, like, blunted and over overdone, but mm. if it's, you know, kind of like that, and, like, if that bothers you, I think instead of getting mad at that, you need to kind of look more... At yourself. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Because then you, you're like, not easily, but you could make it so yourself excuse all, you know, he, uh, you know, health problems and, you know, things like that. Well, when you see, like, the fat acceptance movement or a lot of, like, different woke things, a lot of it, I don't, I don't even want to say a lot of it, but a good portion has to do with people not willing to take that self-reflection and see, like, the reason they're lashing out and finding these things offensive is because maybe their own lives aren't so great, or maybe there's uh, problems that they see in themselves in these things, like Stephen King writing about fat people. If somebody feels bad about that because they're fat, and it's just like they don't like that somebody that looks like them in a book has to be a bad character, I get that. But if they're just feeling bad, like Stephen King writes a character that's a fat person, and they just feel bad because they see themselves as that character, then that's kind of like, you know, like, and you could do that with like the drug addicts. He writes about a lot about drug addicts in his yeah. uh, work, too. Like, if somebody 
is offended because they see a drug addict in a book. Like Jamie from um, Revival is a good example because he's not a bad person. Yeah. Uh, but he was a drug addict in that in that book, and I could see somebody reading that book and feeling bad because like, oh, why you know he depicts this character like this at this certain time, and they would feel bad because that's how they're kind of seeing themselves in that character. They're like, oh, he's a fuck up. I'm kind of a fuck up. But if you don't want to admit that, then you can easily just be like, oh, why you got well just because somebody does heroin that means they're a bad person. Like that's the the attitude you might get. So there is some level of self reflection I think people need to take and just. Uh, Kind of like you, like we were talking earlier, kind of control your own life to a degree. Like you do have to get the, like whether people want to admit it or not, being obese is not healthy. And, you know, dying at 45 is not cool. Uh, Not everybody's going to die at 45 just because they're obese. But, you know, the statistically your rates do go up for health related issues such as heart attacks and high blood pressure and all that stuff. The the one thing that I didn't like about the article is she took like a she took a, a section and talked about like how after he got into his car accident and yeah. you know broke his hip and then leg and all that stuff that like the doctors took good care care of him because of him being like a skinny white male or yeah, something. So, yeah. But then if she was in the same situation they wouldn't because she was fat. Like they would is look that at what her. It, yeah, is that what it was? It's kind of what I took away from that is like if she was in the hospital, I, they I wouldn't treat thought, her the same. I, okay, because I was almost reading like that. It's like after that, like that he should have had time to be retrospective and like not like so maybe I maybe just that I, maybe I, that was I kind of skimmed through that. Yeah, I think I did. I did kind of like skim through that part. But well, oh, the other point she was making was that, uh, which I guess you could uh, agree to an example or. To a degree as well, you can agree with that. It's because the thing was about like learning. Okay, like she she even points out, you know, the seventies and eighties. Okay, it's you really shouldn't judge authors based on old work like that. But he's still writing about this. So like in Billy Summers and some of his newer work, See, he's I, still I, talking I, about fat characters in I a negative s- light. I I skipped that paragraph because I hadn't read it yet. Oh, you didn't want. So to. I didn't. I, just in case if it gave anything away, I kind of skipped that that paragraph. But she but, talked about it in his newer work. He still has those same views on fat yeah, people. But like apparently. sixty books, she brought up like four or five stories. Well, when I was reading the comment uh, thread on Twitter, did they bring up more? No, some I forget who it was. Someone had a counterpoint for every example she used. They're like, okay, so you talked about Ben from It being fat. Well, what about this character who was skinny? Like, he would bring up mm. from his other, because he has enough work, yeah. that there's always a counterpoint. So it's almost like a biased article, because, you know, if you're going to talk about, like, him body shaming fat people, well, why don't you do it to the other stuff he has? Like, you kind of have to have an even balance, and that's where the whole it could be a hit piece kind of deal does come into play. It's like, you're only looking at it from the one side. You're not using, you know, the examples of him talking about other kinds of body types and other things. I'm sure if you had somebody who was really skinny, maybe they would be able to come up with their own article. Why Stephen King hates skinny people? Uh, like I haven't read enough of his work. I wouldn't know if that's a common theme. Is there's always a skinny bad guy? Uh, probably not. But just saying, there could be. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just I didn't think people in Maine get mad that Stephen keep Stephen King keeps on placing his. Why does all these bad stuff have to happen in Maine? Eh, Maine's a great state. I don't like that they have to. No, they love Stephen King up there. <laughs> yeah. That makes them put him on the map. Literally. You think if he dies, they're gonna if he dies because he's gonna be immortal. When he <laughs> dies, they're gonna like rename a city like King or something. Oh, uh, they they have to or do at least something. a Castle Rock. Come something. Up with a real castle. Yeah, yeah they, gotta they gotta do something. 
My first, like I said, my first thing was to get kind of defensive when I read the title of this article well, stuff. Well, but when you first sent it to me a couple of days did ago, you also get the rage a little bit. Well, I got to like to see what it was about, and I got like the first paragraph, and I was just like, nope, because I just I don't I don't care. That's exactly what I did. I was like, I don't, I just I don't even want to like I'm neutral. I don't really regardless either way. And then whenever you texted me earlier today, it was just like, hey, read that article before we record. I was just like, God. Damn it. I thought it was important to talk about. I completely understand where she's coming from, and I agree with a lot of her points, and I thought the article was well-written, and I don't have a problem, because I sent a dash, and he seemed like he just got furious immediately as well. But I don't know on, you know, post-reflection how he feels, because uh, he's like, he's more indifferent on Stephen King than you are, because yeah. like, he's not a huge fanboy, but he does read his work. This kind of goes to previous discussions we had where you retroactively cancel certain authors because of their views and their personal views. Obviously, Stephen King's still a living, working author, so he can't give him as much slack as, say, a H.P. Lovecraft. But I don't think canceling, which, I mean, we call it canceling, but you're not, Stephen King's not getting canceled. No. Unless he shoots a baby in the street. Even so, even if he did shoot a baby... He's never going to get canceled because he's Stephen King. He might not ever get to work again. He might go to jail. He might die. It doesn't matter. People are still in some capacity going to read his work unless mm. the government specifically bans and finds every copy of every book he ever had and burned it and wipes them out of existence. It's the only way he's actually going to get canceled. Most people don't actually get canceled. It's very rare. So Stephen King will be fine. And this article, like I said, it didn't even seem to reach his fucking peripheral. Oh, like, I, I don't think he even... Almost everyone was just defending him and all the comments and all the like the other threads that were going on about it. it just didn't seem like it had much of an impact like I think this uh, lady wanted it to. But I will say, I thought, you know, like I, I, I agree with what she was saying to a degree. Stephen King, certainly, maybe if he does read that article, he might reflect and be like, maybe I am a little too harsh on fat people. Maybe I should stop writing about obese people in such a negative way. Well, I know she mentioned it in a, in, in one of the paragraphs, but she doesn't really get into it. But, like, I don't know how you leave, like, thinner out. She talked about thinner. But, like, not. she just, like, mentioned it. About how it, being fat was bad. But how also becoming skinny is a curse. Yeah, she didn't bring that. Like I said... She didn't bring up the counterpoints on yeah. any of this stuff. She only brought up the fat parts of it. She didn't bring up the other side of the coin, which in thinner, obviously, being super thin is not good either. He's and, dying. And, like, what happens to him doesn't happen because he's fat. It has nothing to do with it. That's just, like... He's getting a fucking blowjob while he's driving. Would thinner have been an interesting story if the guy was just a normal athletic guy and then he started wasting away? It would not be as interesting, in see, my opinion. It would be... See, she would have an argument if it was fatter. If he like, was fatter or no, he got yeah, fatter. Yeah, like if it was like a, you know, Thin like guy that gets, gets fat. Yeah, until he explodes or something. Yeah, and then it could be a overall a fucking allegory for gluttony and, you know, the seven deadly sins and things like that. But I think that overall, I, I personally, again, we're two straight white males. So we're literally his exact demographic. Uh, so our opinions probably steer towards closer steer closer to what his beliefs are so we're not going to get us so offended by that uh we also are older millennials i guess i don't know what's the what's considered an old millennial but we're 
the 30s millennials, so we grew up with very offensive humor and stuff, so we don't get offended by that stuff, like South Park and all that stuff. It's the younger kids. Yeah. So we don't seem to have the same views as, say, the Zoomer generation who may get too offended by things that we would consider stupid, but maybe they're not stupid. Now, I don't know the age of the lady who wrote that article. I'm sure she's a little bit older, maybe our age, maybe a little young, but, you know, around that. She's an adult, probably a millennial. So I get where she's coming from, but I don't think too many people are going to necessarily agree with her because I don't think the people who are reading Stephen King currently and buying his books are of that kind of thinking. Like, I just, if you're reading Stephen King books, you can't really be easily offended or you're not going to read his books. But about as simple as that. With any author... Uh, and again, you can just choose not to read. Like that's yeah. a simple solution. But with any author, because someone in the comments, like I knew they were full of shit because they were talking about like, oh, his his racist problems of being racist in books and like all this and using the n word whenever he can and all this shit. And uh, somebody commented, I was like, well, how many Stephen King books have you actually? I read at least fifty of them. But he like this person very specifically and very detailed talked about how they hated his work and stuff. It's like, so you read fifty books of a guy okay. you don't like. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You're full of shit. There's no way. Do you think I'm going to read the whole Twilight series? <laughs> Just so I could be like, fuck that stupid Twilight. I hate it. And here's why. Like, who does it? That's like sociopath behavior. I got notes. I got notes. I read his whole bibliography and didn't like a single thing he wrote. And here's why. You're fucking nuts. That, I'm obviously not going to listen to that, you. That's the same guy that goes... Goes to like a restaurant. Like I remember, I for some reason I vividly remember this story from whenever I was little. My mom was a waitress. That she did get this old guy. He got like the chili and like fucking ate the ball clean dry. I'm just like this was bad chili. I want oh. my money back. You ate all of it. <laughs> Fuck you, guy. That's like me who is very allergic to milk. My face and throat will swell up and my lungs will stop working if I have too much milk. So that's like me going to a milkshake bar or something or a frozen yogurt shop and being like, I'm going to try all this and then I'm going to tell you what I think of it. You know what I think of it? I'm dead. That's what I think of it. That's what I thought of it. I died. So it wasn't very good. It was but on the off chance I don't die and I just go into a brief coma and I come back and they revive me, I'm not going to go back again. And But maybe next time will be better. And then after 50 times of almost dying, I would hope I build up some kind of tolerance by then. I go, you know what? Your yogurt, your frozen yogurt sucks. Your milkshakes are terrible. They do not bring the boys to the yard at all. Not even a bit. They just keep almost killing me. Like, no, I just wouldn't drink the milkshake. So in summation, I don't see Stephen King's work as too problematic. Obviously, I don't judge his work from the 70s and 80s the same as I would judge his modern work. If I seen him throwing around the N-word a lot in modern stories, I'd be like, dude, that's kind of, why are you doing that still? Like that, which I could, that's the, I guess the problem with like the fat stuff is people are like, okay, it's 2022 now. Why are you still shitting on fat people so much? I get it. I get it, Steve King. Stop shitting on fat people. But at the same time, I haven't read enough of his work to say he's actually shitting on fat people that much. I don't, I I'm not, when I read his work or anybody's work, I generally don't go into, oh, yeah, this is what this guy believes 100%. Like, I don't read stuff like that. Yeah. Unless it's specifically, like. Unless if you know, like, the author. Yeah, if it's like an Anne Rand situation where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, like, actually what I, like, she believes. So she just put it in a fiction form. Like, then I can understand. Uh, Like, if J.K. Rowling is writing, didn't she have, like, some stories about, like, uh, 
like a transgender person, like a serial killer or something yeah. awful. And I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of her views on trans people are pretty mm-hmm. fucked up. And I can see why people get mad that she's writing about this as well. But, you know, if Stephen King wrote that same story and, you know, he's like a big activist for trans rights. I would be like, yeah, he does not believe that he just has to, happens to have a trans character yeah. who's a serial killer. That's, you know, not the same. Uh, might be in bad taste. Somebody said in the comments that Stephen King is like the older woke kind of person who doesn't actually get it, but really wants to. <laughs> I can see that. He's like 80. Yeah. Yeah. He wants he wants it, but he may not 100% get it. Yeah. Like, you got to give him at least a little leeway there and be like, okay, he's trying. Like, it's not like, you know, fucking, like, everybody gives Cormac McCarthy a fucking pass on being, you know, saying racist shit in his work and doing everything. Nobody cares. Because they know he's a fucking insufferable douche. <laughs> so they're just like, you know what? Just let that guy go. But Stephen King is like, well, he's trying to be good. But so we're going to point out every time he fucks up. That's what I hate. Because usually they don't try to cancel people that they know are just not going to give a shit. They want to cancel the people they know are actually going to be hurt by it. Not maybe monetarily. Like They're, they're going to be hurt by you just saying that there's something. Like when you call somebody who's very not racist, racist, they'll probably get more offended than somebody who's just racist. Yeah. They're like, well, yeah, I'm racist. Fuck you. But if, you know, you call somebody who fights for, you know, like uh, Black Lives Matter and all this stuff, and then you're like, yeah, you're racist, they might actually get offended. Like, hey, fuck you, guy. I've been doing all this stuff, and now you're saying I'm racist. And then that's when you create fucking evil supervillains who actually become racist. Sorry, I went on a little rant there. Uh, uh, anything you want to add to this? Not particularly, no. You didn't seem too jazzed about getting into this, but I thought it was a good topic. I wanted to talk about fat rights and stuff. It's, that's like another thing. I don't really, because I am also the older woke guy who might not get it all the time. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to say fat anymore unless you're fat. Uh, can we just... Because of the fat exception. Can, can we just stop? <laughs> But I mean, I've I've been fat in my life, so does that give me the right to say it? Now, what if another fat guy tells you you can use the the fat word? word? Yeah. What if you threw the ph on it? That's that's a different topic altogether. Like you said, you you were you were bigger when you were younger, so can you say fat? Or if you once you go skin, you can't say fat. Oh no! Like they say, once you what, go what, black, what, you don't go back. Once oh, you oh, say again, fat, what, you can't. Oh, again, like me, I'm that. I'm that classic case of like the the skinny fat. Skinny fat. Yeah, like what's that? Like what can I do? Like can I? Like, I'm you little, in both ballparks. Yeah, I'm a little bit of here, a little bit of there. You're like in the interracial relationship yeah. with food. Yeah, I'm a little bit of country. I'm a little bit of yeah. rock and roll. A little gelatinous, a little <laughs> uh, opposite of gelatinous. Bony. I feel like we're gonna start making fun of fat people if we keep talking about it. That, yes, so we should wrap up. We thank you for listening. This has been the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. If you want to check out our fiction, where I personally have never written a negative thing about a fat person that I can remember, I don't think you have either, really. I don't, I don't think so. No. We, I will say both of our fiction, we generally don't go into people's appearances too much. For me, that's by choice. I, I kind of, unless it's a specific character trait, I don't actually want uh, my reader to fully know what the protagonist for example looks like i would want it to kind of you know they could come up with it i think that's a better way to do it uh for most stories like i have some stories where i go into more detail like my asher kang stories that's a very specific character uh look so i want him to look a certain way and i want people to know what he looks like but in other stories i like to keep it more vague so you're you probably never gonna read about uh any of my work and see like me making a fat person some lazy dastardly fucking jerk But I'm not Stephen King, so 
I'm not writing that much work, I guess. Uh, anyway, you can check out our work at drunkpenwriting.com. Go on Twitter and follow us at drunkpenwriting. And then go on Instagram and Facebook at drunkenpenwriting. And we also have exciting news coming up that I haven't told Spencer, so stick around for that. Pooping the poop in the poop shits. 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 You poop poo every idea I have. You poop poo every idea I have. They do not bring the boys to the yard at all. Not even a bit. They just keep almost killing me. <laughs>